This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. And as far as the Group 1s go, Sumj, I think it's one of the best bets, if not the best bet, all day. Number two, Uncommon James to win the Galaxy. Uncommon James in the middle. Uncommon James grabs Asfura. Uncommon James holding on and won the Oakley Plate. This week, Neil Evans says... Slightly different profiles coming into this one. Cylinder for Godolphin's been the real bulletproof map horse. Sitting right behind the speed, getting the right run. Red Resistance and Cylinder. They're knuckling down a great finish in the Todman. Cylinder the outside of Red Resistance. Cylinder with a head in front. Red Resistance trying to fight back. He can't. Cylinder too good. Yes, hello and welcome to the Neil Evans Says podcast. It's Golden Slipper Stakes Day at Rosehill Gardens this Saturday. The richest race in the world for two-year-olds. Neil is here to find us a winner for the big race, as well as the other big group ones in Sydney, the George Ryder Stakes, the Ranvet Stakes, the Galaxy and the Rose Hill Guineas. And then we'll finish off with a quick look at the All-Star Mile at Mooney Valley. Welcome to you, Neil. Does it get any bigger than this? Good morning, Sumzy. Yes. Uh, hello to everyone tuning in. It doesn't get much bigger than this one, mate. Five group ones at Rose Hill, a track that I rate, obviously have rated for some time as superior all round to Randwick. What, what's fascinating about Golden Slipper Day is not just the great two-year-old race, of course, worth $5 million, but you've got the wait for age, middle distance uh, stars headed by Animo again, the great four-year-old stallion. You've got the three-year-olds going around. You've got the sprinters in the galaxy who are rumbling big time over 1,100 metres. There's a bit there for all the purists of racing and everyone who wants to track the autumn form right through to those two big days of the championships at Randwick uh, starting in a fortnight. So it is a terrific and deep race day and the form purists will love it. Yes, it's definitely all happening. So let's go to Rose Hill. We're going to check out races four, six, seven, eight, and 9. The track is officially a soft 6 for Saturday. The rail out 2 metres. About 15 millimetres fell at Rose Hill up until Wednesday, but staying warm into Saturday with tops over 30 for Sydney's West, a scorcher Thursday. I mm. can see, Neil, that they put around 12 millimetres of irrigation on the track this week. Do you think we'll still be at a soft six? No, mate. We will get to a soft five for sure. That rain uh, was was quite welcome through the middle of the week, and we're out a little bit more west in Sydney, of course, where it tends to be a bit firmer and drier anyway. Uh, the weather will be good uh, in that final 24 hours leading up. We will get to a soft five, and we may be even a touch on the firmer side of that. Okay, well, race four, the $600,000 Group 1 Rose Hill Guineas at set weights for three-year-olds over 2,000 metres out of the gates at 1pm. Animo won it last year. We'll talk more about him shortly when we preview the George Ryder. Yep. First run in 1910 with some of the all-time greats winning the Rose Hill Guineas, including Octagonal, Kingston Town, Tullock, Ajax and Farlap. Neil, number five, Pericles, trained by James Cummings that won the Group 2 Autumn Classic over 1,800 at Sandown on February 25. Mm -hmm. Jamie Carr was on board. J-Mac takes the saddle for the Guineas. And with the TAB, Pericles is the clear favourite at around $2.70 ahead of number one, Elliptical, at $4.80. Yes. Uh, look, I think it'll be a good betting race. It's, it's far from a classic Rose Hill Guineas. Of course, the big lead up to the Derby over 2,400 metres. We're at 2,000 metres here. Look, I think the outstanding value in the race is number four, Matcha Latte. You're going to get around about that eight, eight even $9 mark. This is a colt by Maurice third up, and it gets now to a suitable distance in the prep, out to 2,000 metres from the mile. And the big thing for me, Sumsey, I have a clear leaning to the Randwick Guineas form over the Melbourne form. You know, no doubting Pericles was dominant uh, in that win in Melbourne, but I, I, I sort of doubt the depth of that form compared to the Sydney form. To me, that's a very big, big thing. Mache Latte didn't quite finish off behind Communists, 
but tends to come back a peg second up. So I think that is something you need to take note. Keep in mind too, it was $6 into $5 that day officially uh, in the betting. So there's a few things going its way and being drawn a little further out, I think is a plus as well. So this is terrific value. Good race without being a cracking Rose Hill Guineas field. Uh, All day number four, Machade Latte at the good price to win this. I'm going to put in number three, Lindemann to run second. The form's solid coming through those Sydney races. And, and five Pericles, who will probably go off favourite, goes in for third. Race four, the Rose Hill Guineas. Neil's tips are number four, Machalate, three Lindemann and five Pericles. Race six now, the $1 million Group 1 Ranvet Stakes. Wait for age 2,000 metres. Gay Waterhouse has trained the winner of the Ranvet seven times, Neil. No runner this year, though. Yes, uh, Gaze, she's got a couple in the slipper, but, um, yeah, it just hasn't fallen her way as far as these sort of wait-for-age horses are getting up in trip. There's a real international flavour in this race. Always fascinating, the Ranvet. A real battle of chess over a mile and a quarter. And number seven and last year's winner, Montefilia, at 7.50 with Tab, looking to make it back-to-back Ranvet stakes, but she's not the favourite, Neil. The punters are keen on number one gold trip, and number two, Maunga. Yeah, I don't like Montefilia. I think there's some uh, some much tougher stayers on the way up here. You mentioned them there. Gold trip, of course. The Melbourne Cup winner from the spring. Uh, that first up run at Sandown took a long time to get uh, to get rolling, but really attacked the line late. It's a good stayer gold trip. It has to be, of course. It has to be in the race. And Moanga getting back slowly, very slowly getting back to that high-class form. Uh, but the horse I like here will be one of the most interesting runners of the day, number three, Dubai Honour. Now, this is uh, the international horse from the UK uh, that hasn't run since, uh, what is it, mid-October, down the course in the Group 1 champion stakes at Ascot. But you go back through its form. It's one of those classic high-class, not the very best, but high-class Northern Hemisphere horses uh, from the William Haggis Yard. Ryan Moore, top jockey Ryan Moore, is over to ride, used to carrying weight. Group 2 placed at York last July under 61 kilos. And unlike quite a few Northern Hemisphere gallopers. It does prefer firmer ground. That's a that's a big thing for Dubai on. I first up for, for six months or so. And it's one of those horses, I hope the gloves come off at the half mile because Dubai Honor is very capable of making a long and sustained run from the half mile uh, to win the race. I think it's a uh, good value. Uh, number three, Dubai Honor to win the Ranvet over the Melbourne Cup winner, Gold Trip in for second and Moanga third. Race six, the Ranvet Stakes. Neil's tips are three, one and two. Race seven, the $1 million Group 1 George Ryder Stakes. Wait for age for three years and up. 1,500 metres. First run in 1903 is the Railway Stakes. Horses that have won it twice, Neil, include Manicato in 79.80, Emancipation in 83.84, Lonro won it in 2003 and then 2004, and the Great Winks won the George Ryder four years running from 2016. Neil, Animo will surely win this one. $1.60 with Tab, but I guess if he was ever to be beaten, Saturday will be the day. Well, I'm not so sure. Look, I've tried to find ways where, you know, little little chinks in the armour of Animo and it hasn't worked for me. And look, I can't see can't see him getting beaten. I mean, he's he had that Chipping Norton one a long way from home. It did fall his way, the cards, the way the race was run. But boy, did he just sool into the race at the top of the turn and win as he liked. Coming back, uh, you know, 100 metres doesn't concern me. This has always sort of been the pattern getting to the 2000 of the Queen Elizabeth in a few weeks' time. 
And I don't see anything. Look, he's drawn outside, but it's not a massive field, of course. It's a big, wide track, and I don't mind. I think Animo's better when it's on the outside of horses anyway, rather than having to thread through traffic. You like to tr- find something of value to, to maybe beat the hot pot, but I can't. I think it's Animo's race to, to lose again. And I think the key is coming off that Chipping Norton run was not knocked around. It was pretty much a barrier trial. This could be a barrier trial as well. Uh, it is a good horse's race. You rolled off a few of the great winners and I'll never forget that day when Winks won on the heavy nine. I don't think I've ever, will ever see a horse win so easily in heavy ground like Winks did that day. It was quite astonishing. This one, mate, I think the three-year-olds, if there are any dangers, it's down with the three-year-olds, nine, the Golden Mile third up. Osipenko missed that run, of course, after the second up win, elevated temperature. Uh, Wallace says that the horse is fine. And I think Ossipenko will be hitting the line. The three-year-olds are the dangers. I don't really think there's a danger. One Animo at the short price to go on his merry winning way to beat nine the Golden Mile and 11 Ossipenko. Race seven, the George Ryder Stakes. Neil's tips are one, nine and 11. Race eight, the $5 million Group 1 Golden Slipper Stakes. The big one set weights at 1,200 for the two-year-olds. Racing at 3.45 p.m. Fireburn won it last year. Gay Waterhouse has the most winners at seven. This is the grand final, I guess, for the two-year-olds, Neil. We've been following their progress, particularly over the last eight to nine weeks. Yep. And the Silver Slipper and Todman Stakes win a number five cylinder. Trained by James Cummings is the favourite at around $3.80 with Tab and will jump from barrier three right next to the second favourite with a record of three from three. That's number 10 learning to fly. It's the Colt versus the Philly. Do you think it'll be between those two? Look, they're both right up there for sure. They've got, you know... Slightly different profiles coming into this one. Cylinder for Godolphin's been the real bulletproof map horse, sitting right behind the speed, getting the right run, coming off the the right tail and going bang and winning races. Learning to fly, uh, had to go forward in the small field and win. She did that well. We know she's got a big finishing motor and where they sit in the speed map is crucial to the outcome of the race, of course. Cylinder, uh, you would think, will be in front of learning to fly, but both from the good gates, they have to be in the finish. For me, the biggest query in the Golden Slipper, and the value is there to, to ask the question, is number eight, King's Gambit. Now, King's Gambit, we know what a finishing motor this horse has got. It's been costly for punters, but that's been in the small fields. Unsuited in small fields, stop-start affair. This is the big field, the high-pressure two-year-old race from a long way out that King's Gambit has been craving for. Settles back around midfield with cover off the fence is important. And we saw just, uh, you know, about 10 or 11 days ago, uh, that wonderful trial when it got out in the trial from midfield and unleashed over the last furlong. And, and, and look, when things go its way, you know, it's one of those horses where it does need the brakes to go its way, but it, it's got a serious, serious motor when it lets rip King's Gambit. I'm banking on that. I'm banking the pressure to be up front and King's Gambit gets a free crack from about the 300 metres towards the middle of the track and you'll see a serious finishing horse. This is D-Day for King's Gambit, but around about $10, I'm happy to ask the big question. You mentioned five cylinder, 10 learning to fly. Learning to fly has got the versatility, could sit one or two lengths off, may sit three or four back, depending on the pattern. And I wouldn't rule out number four, Don Corleone as well, uh, Sumsy. I think luckless in that uh, that race at Sandown, of course, uh, the Blue Diamond uh, got home well. Serious finishing galloper as well with a big finishing motor. I think they're the four I'm going to play with, but eight kings gambit at the big, big value to win the Group 1 Golden Slipper. Uh, I'll leave Cylinder in there uh, for second, ahead of 10 learning to fly. And if you're playing those first fours, and this is a great exotic trifecta first four race, 
leave in number four, Don Corleone, to run in the first four. Race nine, the $1 million Group 1 Galaxy 1,100-metre handicap. A big lead-up to the $1 million TJ Smith stakes being run at the championships in April. Number two, Uncommon James is the favourite with Tab at about $5. And trainer Joe Pride has the top weight with Eduardo on 59 kilos. Drawing wide in barrier 13, though, while his other runner, number eight, Maria Mia, looking to bounce back on 51 kilos from barrier two. Yeah, look... uh Eduardo, um, I'm still recovering from how it lost that photo. Um, of course, to passive aggressive out there when it was first up in the challenge. Uh, from all reports through Joe, the horse has come through well. You always knew the horse was going to be battling a big weight given its wonderful record over the uh, the short trips. Look, I think it'll get across okay, but I just can't put it ahead of number two, Uncommon James. He's a really, really good emerging four-year-old that's uh, building a very nice record. I don't think it's the strongest galaxy as far as depth goes, uh, and that suits uh, Uncommon James third up. Look, he did get the breaks when he won that Group 1 Oakley plate at Sandown at the right time, but you've got to consider the form in and around Lofty Strike is very, very good. Lofty Strike, a powered home in the new market uh, right in between, of course, In Secret, all the horses we liked, In Secret, I Wish I Win, Private eye and fourth, in between and running second, hitting the line was lofty strike. That ties in beautifully with the uncommon James form. Drawn gate four, just sits a length or two off the speed, stalks them all day over 1,100 metres. It is the clear one to beat. And as far as the group ones go, some I think it's one of the best bets, if not the best bet all day. Number two, uncommon James to win the Galaxy. The big boy, Eduardo, must leave him in for second. The run from Asfora, first up in Melbourne, was very good in the Oakley Plate, really found the line from a few few lengths back, going very well. I think they're the big three in the race. Two uncommon James, a good thing to beat Eduardo and number six, Asfora. Okay, let's finish up with Mooney Valley. The track is a good four. The rail is true. Melbourne, mild and warm and mostly dry leading into race day, but for Saturday, a top of 36 and extremely windy uh, gusts getting up to around 70 kilometres an hour. It's going to be a shocker there in Melbourne on Saturday. Race 7 at 3.20. It's the all-star mile. It's the race for the people. Number two, Alligator Blood, the favourite at $2.80 with Tab. And Alligator Blood received the most votes as well with 18,301 votes. How do you see this one, Neil? Uh, the Chook Raffle race. You've got to keep those votes up. But, yes, the three combatants. It's like they have their little sort of preparational soap opera, isn't it? I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, one, two, and four. They lock horns. It's it's good racing. They lock horns. Uh, this is a pretty good addition, I have to be fair, the All-Star Mile. The wind, the weather, it's around the valley. The lanes can be in play. So it's going to be a really, really tactical affair. Um, I think this is I'm Thunderstruck's race. Very disappointing second up. Travelled up behind, just didn't let go. But I think around the valley where it's drawn okay, it's drawn in five, so it's a little bit in, but I just think it can get one or two off the fence and where you can really start to sweep around at the valley, I think this is I'm Thunderstruck's race to win number one. I've got it on top. Must leave number two, Alligator Blood, who was strong first up uh, for Gay and Adrian Bott. And the horse just keeps producing, doesn't it? Alligator Blood, every question that's put before it seems to answer. Uh, We'll be right there from the middle gate. Mr Brightside was very good late, uh, second up. Concerned here... The fact it's drawn two, so it gets back into an awkward spot through a fair bit of traffic. So that'll be a task for Luke Curry. It's great to see Luke Curry back riding uh, in Victoria on a big day. I think that, you know, the cream comes to the surface with those three, but I'm putting one on Thunderstruck on top to beat the blood, number two, Alligator, blood and four, Mr. Brightside. Race seven, Mooney Valley, Neil's tips are one, two and four. 
This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. You can subscribe for automatic episode updates by hitting the follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, We release the podcast every Friday by 12. Sometimes uh, we release it on a Thursday if Neil and I get organized enough. We do. Uh, And then you can uh, get uh, automatic updates as soon as it comes out from Apple, Google, Spotify and iHeartRadio if you follow us. So do that and make sure you share us with your mates. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for all the big regional races in New South Wales, as well as for Rose Hill and Mooney Valley for this Saturday. Neil's Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. You can also read Neil's weekly racing preview in The Sportsman, Australia's most authoritative racing journal, thesportsman.com.au. Please gamble responsibly. And Neil, by the way, uh, just before you go, those uh, secondhand submarines uh, that we're getting from the Americans, you know, the $364 billion ones, you know, the yellow ones that we're getting. I think they're yellow, aren't they, those submarines? Oh, they have to be, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, I was thinking that uh, if everyone's starting to take everyone over, you know, Putin's going in, taking over Ukraine, and yep. clearly China's going to be taking over Australia. I was thinking that, you know, when we get the submarines, we could actually take over New Zealand. You know the first thing I'd do? Yep. I'd level Eden Park. You'd I'd level just, Eden Park? Yeah, I'd just get rid of it. I haven't been to Eden Park for a while, I must say, but i tell you what, the last time I went there, I, I swear I sat beside Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. Talk about archaic. I'm with you on that one. Well, if we get rid of it, they can never beat us there again. We haven't beaten them in the rugby there for how long's it been? I think it was 1986. 86. Yep. Yeah, that was, was that Greg Cornelson on the four tries? Alan Jones was the coach. Yes, yeah, 86, I, think, I remember it, but uh, you know I'm a rugby league man, man. Crocodile Dundee was on at the cinemas. John Farnham, You're the Voice, was the number one song in Australia. Whispering Jack, outstanding. And Bob Hawke was our Prime Minister. Hey, those yeah. were the days. Who won the Melbourne Cup that year, Sumsey? At Talak. Big year for fashion as well. Everyone was getting their hair permed and denim. Wearing denim was uh, all the rage, 1986. And it's great to see that you're trying to bring those trends back, Neil. Very fashionable, mate. Very fashionable. <laughs>